welcome to La Tap Australia in Jindabyne. Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. Zwift is interval workouts, training plans and massive online group rides made fun. Because fun works and fun gets results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com to try it today. Uh, bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. We are here in location in Jindabai for L'Etape Australia. Uh, this is a fantastic event, and then we will uh, relate exactly what the event is all about throughout this podcast. Before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friend at Zwift. Joining me, and uh, actually, no, once again, I'm joining him because he drove me up here. It's Dave McKenzie. I did drive you up here because you've still got that oversized shoe on, the moon boot. I mean, you know what? I actually don't think you've broken your pinky. Is it only your pinky that you've broken? Yeah, but badly. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. No, no, my pleasure as always. We've had a big year, we are talking about. We've had a great year, so it's been good spending time with you, Christoph. And it's not done yet, so we better get into it. Absolutely. We have L'Etape Australia coming to our shores. It's really the Tour de France coming to, uh, to Australia. And, and if you haven't experienced it, it's just, I mean, incredible. We are, we are lucky enough to uh, now have experienced both. You know, when I was reading first, oh, it's oh, uh, L'Etape, uh, the stage of the Tour de France coming to Australia. You go, yeah, okay, but uh, I want to see it. Now I've start, I'm starting seeing it. It's incredible because we could actually be on the side of lake, any lake in the French Alps. We are in Jindabai and there's a lake. There's the whole infrastructure. It looks a lot like a, a stage at the Tour de France. It does, doesn't it? I mean, I think, yeah, we both look at that. Uh, the, the finish line gantry, the barriers. Yeah. The music. It's got the DNA of the Tour de France, of ASO. And look, they're so good at organising events. And what I love about these sort of events, and if I can just bottle them for a second in the in the term of, I guess, a Grand Fondo, there's a ride and a race category effectively at, at La Tap Australia here in Jindabyne. But mass numbers, mass numbers of people in Lycra on bikes and all with a smile on their face at the start of the day. Some of them are a little bit <laughs> worse for wear at the end of the day. Uh, but, you know, it's all people with a... Um, They've all got a, a, a common interest. They love riding their bike and they love getting out in the outdoors. And, and that's what I love seeing. I love seeing you know, thousands of people roll through the start line and we'll get to see that. Absolutely. So we are before uh, the race and the start. Uh, so we just thought we start very early, actually. It's actually, you know, we woke up at 5.30. I didn't know 5.30 existed. I, and I sort of saw it on my clock when I tuned it my clock. But I, I sort of never woke up at that time. It does exist. 5 a.m. does exist. It does. You're, you're like a friend of mine. He said he, he didn't have a five on his clock. And uh, you know, I said, well, get used to it. Welcome to my world. So welcome. Have you had your coffee yet? I technically had four. It's, it's seven something in the morning and I've already had four coffees. Well, Amanda Spratt, we were fortunate enough to have a, a lovely dinner last night, weren't we, with Amanda and, and Esteban Chavez. And I said to Spratt, each year, how are you going to go getting up in the morning early? You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not pro hours. And she goes, don't talk to me before I've had a coffee. I'll need at least one coffee. So I think, I think she's had one because she had a smile on her face. Absolutely. Uh, what can we expect from an event like this? Because there's, there's a lot to be said about, you know, the training and all, everything that the guys have done to be to this point, just about to start. Like the race has not started yet and they're just about to start. But uh, how much anticipation do you think from any of these guys there's about 4,000 people riding today uh, what's the anticipation do you think there's a bit of nerves coming, coming through 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think there's a little bit of everything because, you know, walking around yesterday and then this morning and, and chatting to some of the competitors and riders and ones that are just here just to do the distance, they're not out to try and get a result uh, high up the, the rankings. They just want to finish it. And then there's others that want to beat their ride time from last year or their result from last year. And straight away, I said, how are you, how are you going to go? You know, you're looking forward to it. And they're going straight into tactical minds, talking about, oh, yeah, I'll do this last year. I didn't eat enough. And, oh, I cramped up at, you know, 130 kilometres. And so they're hardcore. They're, they're serious about it. You know, it's full on. And that's what it is, whether it's challenging yourself or challenging yourself against the rest of the peloton. It doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, there is a fun element to it. But I think it's nice that they do throw that serious side in. And I'm talking about... ASO and LaTap Australia, you know, they create a race segment and the ride segment. They've got time segments up the King of the Mountains as well. And so there's the jerseys that will be awarded, the yellow jersey for the first across the line, the white jersey for the young rider, and then the polka dot jersey. So that's, it's a really cool feel about it. Absolutely. And then what's cool as well is that we've been able to uh, meet a lot of you guys, a lot of the, our listeners, because it's kind of our crowd, actually. Uh, how fun that was, you know, all the people coming up, hey, I listen to the podcast. So uh, I guess people are actually listening to us. I know. It's good. We, I thought it was a hoax. I didn't think. I thought you were giving me d- uh, dummy figures out there. Certainly, no, good for the ego, definitely. But no, no, we do love you, the listeners, uh, coming up and saying hello and because you keep us going and keep us in a job so it's good like I said on several tweets you can come and say good day or bonjour 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 we are absolutely not first uh, also some people uh, thought you were at a certain race in Queensland where you were not what was that all about I don't know what this is I somehow he, and if, if he listens to this he will laugh his head off I got mistaken I think I think for Robbie McEwen <laughs> Because he's like, oh, great event you ran up in um, Queensland. And I said, oh, no, that wasn't me. I said, where? You sure it was in Queensland? Yeah, no, on the Gold Coast a few weeks ago. Great event. I said, oh, no, that was, and I think it was his partner. She said, no, that was Robbie. That was Robbie McEwen's event, uh, honey. And he wasn't convinced, was he? And I'm, I'm just not sure. I'm, 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 whether I'm insulted or take it as a compliment. I mean, I wouldn't mind 12 stage wins in the Tour de France. But um, does that mean you're going to send Robbie? I know we know Robbie is listening to this podcast. Do you think uh, Robbie can await a bill in by the mail? I think so. I was there. I, look, I'm now, I, you know. Oh, you've got witnesses. I was there. Yeah, I was there. And I, I think I was on the mic actually on that day. And I haven't been paid for my services. So, Robbie, there's a, there's a bill in the mail. And Micah, look who's uh, just bumped into us again. We just uh, attract them. Cricket legend Steve Von Hoy. Good. I wonder who those guys were stalking me for the last couple of hours. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you, you, you know what's great. Look, we know who the, the, the ones who uh, are organised here. I mean, Steve, well, you, you're about an hour and a half too early. I can't see another person in Lycra. So you're on the start line ready to go. The cricket bat is nowhere to be seen. But are you aware of what awaits you? Because this is a tough day out here. Yeah, sort of. Uh, my own charity ride came through a couple of years ago. We went from Mindagong to Mount Kosciuszko. So I'm sort of aware of what's going to happen, but I haven't thought about it too much. It's generally the way I prepare for bike rides. I'm um, surprised by what's ahead and don't think about it too much. <laughs> what does cycling mean to you? Uh, well, it means to me it's it's my major fundraiser for my charity, so it's really important to me and uh, and and I guess um, what I stand for and the foundation, the Steve Orr Foundation. So, but I really enjoy cycling. It's uh, it, you can clear the head, you get away from the phones. Um, it's a good social sport. You talk to people. But the great thing I love about it is you get to see Australia, and that's what we've done with our bike ride. We go to country towns and see things you've never seen before. Meet the people in the country and go to this amazing um, you know, landscapes and and see things that you wouldn't see if you, st- you stick to the city. So I love seeing Australia. That's what cycling does for me. 
in your head, just mentally, uh, how do you compare to cricket as a professional sport? You're not a professional cyclist, but right. mentally, how, how does that compare? Yeah, a lot of similarities. I think it's definitely helped my cycling. Um, the mental toughness aspect is, is what's needed. I mean, there's a lot of times where you're going up a hill and you can easily give up and think, oh, maybe I'll get off here and have a rest. But I know if I do that, it's kind of hard to start again. So I try and find a way through. And once you do it once, you get the confidence to do it again. So, um, But it's all about concentration. For me, I don't mind going up hills. I struggle a bit when I'm going downhill. So for me, it's um, really focusing, 100% concentration. And a bit like cricket, as soon as you relax and... Um, and um, and take it for granted. That's when you come unstuck. So I really try and concentrate when I'm on the bike. Hang on a minute. I'm not sure if that needs to be switched. He likes going up hills but struggles going down. Hang on, mate. Yeah. You've got it the wrong way around there. Yeah, no, apparently, yeah. But uh, I think it's um, a bit about confidence. I had an accident a few years ago just while I was training. And I think it takes a while to get over that. So uh, for me, it's about being cautious. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I should be enjoying downhills more than going uphills. Maybe I need some coaching. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just enjoy it. Tell us a little bit about the captain's ride and the foundation for the people who are listening who don't know much about it because it's a pretty important cause. Yeah, it is. It's uh, my charity looks after kids with rare diseases and um, we're the only ones in Australia that sort of standalone charity that does that. So the kids that are forgotten by the health system and um, our major fundraiser is called the Captain's Ride. So we um, we pick a venue each year. It's about 800 kilometres over six days with about 10,000 metres of climbing. So it's meant to be difficult because it, um, I guess it emulates the spirit that our kids live each and every day. They never give up. They're really positive. Um, they get on with the job and they don't complain. So we ask the people that come on our ride to do that for six days to show respect to our kids. And they also raise money. So it's a big fundraising event. We get people like this. We had Anna Mears, um, who's fantastic. She comes along a lot. Adam Goods regularly comes along. Um, got Mark Knowles this year. Daley Thompson comes from the UK. We had Kurt Fernley, Michael Milton, all these great Australians come along. And then we try and raise a heap of money for the foundation. Cycling seems to be one of the best if not the best spot exactly for what you just said for fundraising and, and doing charity work because it's hard with other sports I guess yeah it is it, uh, it, it's, it's a great sport because it um, you know it, it gets you fit that's the main thing because uh, the demographic of our, the captain's ride is probably 50 plus men and that's uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a um, age group that's sort of a bit dangerous in a lot of ways but change the life for a lot of people and we find that a lot of guys coming our ride it's almost like a mental health week as well to get away to mix with people and to relax and have a good time and forget about the problems and just focus on a task of getting uh, to the end of the journey which for us is 800 k's which is quite significant for a lot of people so they get there and they feel like as if they've done something really important so um, that's the great thing about our ride it's um, it, it helps people recover and uh, and it creates new networks for people yeah, fantastic work uh, one last question before a ride like this how many coffees have you fueled the body with yeah well I'm not actually a coffee drinker one thing I've got to learn about cycling I haven't shaved my legs yet and I don't drink a lot of coffee oh, so what? I haven't quite made it yet I'm still sorry right, we haven't got any vision here that's, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good yeah yeah you don't want vision but yeah I know I'm not completely nuts yet I haven't shaved legs so when I do that I think I've, I've crossed over too far so no coffees uh, not really, I'm not really a coffee. I'm more hot chocolate, actually, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for popping in. No worries. Thank you. So that was uh, Steve Vaughan, Maka. Uh, what a cricket legend and some really good words about actually our, our age bracket, your and my age bracket. So we sort of being male in Lycra, we sort of understand what he means. He is a legend. And, and you know, what I always say, it doesn't matter what they did in their sporting life as a profession, if you like. And in his case, it's what you do after that or post that or outside of that. And his testament to that with his foundation, it is a great foundation. And it, look, we all know there's there's always there's a lot of great charities and foundations out there, but that's that's one of the really good ones. Okay, so the race is about to start. But before Maka, 
look who's here just pinning the number <laughs> on his shirt. Well, and and he's, he's, well, he's, no, he's sort of like, leave me alone. Let me pin my numbers on and get serious. Matthew Keenan, what's going on? I can't remember the last time I pinned numbers on Macca. I've got a shake. I'm worried about actually stabbing myself with the pin. Why am I doing this? I had the opportunity just to be on the microphone with you all day. I'm going to expose myself to the elements. My ego could be crushed. There's, there's two things here. One, it gives me nostalgia. It, I'm, I'm thinking like I should have the kid on as well. I feel like we're back in our 20s getting ready for the, the northeastern combine that we're about to race. And I think we're both off scratch and it's going to be a terrible day. The other part is you're going to have way much more fun than I am, pal. You know that. I know. I, we both love being on the microphone, but you're going to have a lot of fun out on the bike. Yeah, the, the first three years I was just on the microphone and I actually said to the guy that does most logistics for it, Flo, I said, I'd actually really like to ride it. Is there any chance that I can be on the microphone at the start for the people doing the race, doing the long one, and then do the short ride? And I'll be back in time to be on the microphone for most of the finish of it. And, you know... We're into cycling because we love actually riding. That's the main reason that we're, that we're into it. We, we're lucky enough to be on the end of the microphone. And, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. And I get to start on the line with Amanda Spratt, Esteban Chavez, and Steve Waugh is going to be out there as well. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, but you know what I love, Christoph. How optimistic is he? Oh, and I'll be back with plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time to get back on the mic. Matty, I'm not expecting to see you for the, until dinner time. <laughs> On Sunday or Saturday. <laughs> uh, I bumped into Barry Burns before. Remember ba you know, Barry Burns, who he won the Australian Mountain Classic in the late 80s, um, won a Melbourne of Warnable as well. He's now 72 years of age. He's still he's riding the motorbike for the top with the timing board at the back of the ride. Yeah, and he, he said, yeah, there. correct. That's what he said. He goes, good luck, mate. Hope I don't see you. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. And I will see you later on, no doubt. Thanks, mate. Let's head up uh, to the to the start line and then uh, let's wave this race on the way. Let's get them going. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. So we're here just on the finish line of L'Etape and I've got Lynn Spratt with me, daughter, son, husband in the race. Incredible. And all doing super well. Yes, I've been really pleased to see how they've all gone today, especially my husband who rode the ride for the first time. He's usually done the race, but at 66 years of age, he thought he'd do the ride today and I think he's come fourth overall and first in his age group, so I'm really proud of him for that. And of course, really proud that Nick's done so well. Not quite sure where he came. Top 15, I think, in the race. So yeah, it's been good for the family. Cycling is really, like we say, cycling is your in your bloodstream, in your DNA. You're just proving this correct. Well, I think that's true. As you probably know, Amanda's father and grandfather both race, and Graham's still racing at 66. And it was just only natural that they uh, were given bikes when they were little and and learned uh, developed the love of cycling at a really young age. She was telling me yesterday off mic that uh, she was shoved on the BMX bike because she had too much energy. Uh, her and her brother, they really had to shove the energy. Are you pleased you've done that move? Oh, look, it was a really good um, move, I think, to put them on BMX bikes early because it, it's a very community and family-oriented sport. But also it develops a lot of skills in riding and I think their success on the track in early years and also now on the road, I think can be traced back to the skill development that they got when they were, were young kids. And they just love to 
to race their bikes. They're very competitive, as you know, and they're very competitive with each other. There may have been a few elbows on the BMX track when they were training, but that's kind of what BMX is all about. And one last question. You've been around many uh, races and many events, but this is a bit particular because it's the Tour de France coming to Australia. And as an Australian, you must be you know, a bit proud of it. Like Australia is doing such a good welcome to the Tour de France. I think the La Tap race is absolutely fantastic. As everyone says, it really generates a lot of interest in the community. You can see by the numbers here. I couldn't believe when I was videoing the start just how many riders are on the start line. And it's fantastic that they get the opportunity to come here to a beautiful part of uh, New South Wales to ride on these closed roads and to ride a really challenging horse category climb like Perisher. I think it's fantastic. And, yeah, that little bit of France has, has come here. And, and clearly the people love it. Thank you. Thank you, for, and thank you for listening to the podcast. I believe you're, you're one of our listeners. I'm a fan. Thank you, Christophe. Thank you. And there was uh, Lynn Spratt, of course, we understood. He was Amanda Spratt's uh, mum, actually. Maka, uh, what's your day been so far? Oh, mate, it's busy. Listen, I don't have that much time to talk to you, actually. I am calling the riders out. I'm calling them in. There's, what, 4,000 of them. I have had a good, very good egg and bacon roll, courtesy of the local Rotary Club. Couple not courtesy, we paid for it. Not courtesy, we paid for it. Oh, it's a charity. It's a charity, we paid for it. Yeah, that, well, that is, okay, that is true. It's public not service. Sorry, Rotary, not no, promoting we, you. No. We, we, we are a public service, so we need to be clear. We paid for it. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. No, no, look, it's been, a, it's been a good morning so far. Cool conditions, but the wind is starting to whip up as well. Yeah, as the race uh, goes on, we uh, try to find, I'll try to find actually Amanda Spratt. She nearly finished. Uh, I guess you still have to go back on the finish line. I've got to go. I've got to go. I don't know if I can talk to you for the rest of the day, all right? I'm not here for you. I'm here for the event I've got to go bye so now in the podcast we've got uh, we said we promised that we're going to talk to Amanda Spratt Amanda Spratt you finished your uh, your race today uh, thank you first of all for coming once again on the podcast this year I think we had you several times this year yeah I love chatting to you so happy to be back we had a chat with your mum, actually, uh, and she said, uh, you mentioned your, your time on the BMX as a kid, uh, and she said it was the right move. Do you think it was the right move as well, shoving you on a BMX when you were, like, you know, four or five? Yeah, I think just teach us to be tough as nails straight away. Um, I still have memories where my brother and I would go, and we'd go out and to the BMX track and crash and come back with uh, skin missing off our face, our elbows, knees, walk in, and mum would, mum would be the doctor and patch us up. But I think it's, it's taught us to be tough, put it that way. We talked with her as well. Uh, your brother is in a race. Your dad was uh, also in that race. Cycling is definitely in the spread DNA, yeah? Definitely. I think it's in my blood, yeah, like you say. Um, yeah, my grandfather raced, my, my dad, my brother. And yeah, it's nice when I come back, actually, that I'm still riding with them um, every year. Okay, let's talk about the, the course today. I was at the finish and the start, so I didn't go on any other part. It was epic down here near the lake. It looked like it was epic all the way through the through that race. Yeah, it was it was epic out there. That's the best way to put it. We started off, um, firstly, with the climbs out of Jindabyne are tough, and then the wind just seemed to pick up. And at first I thought, oh, beauty, we're going to get a nice tailwind all the way to Baloka. And then the crosswinds kicked in, and, and that just created chaos, or, you know, the peloton just started to split a lot. And then up Perisher was just headwind the whole way. And actually, so the plan today for me was just to do the ride and maybe do a little bit of Perisher and turn around and come back to here. And, yeah, I turned and started doing Perisher, and I saw so many people just getting up this climb. And really, Esteban and I were saying the conditions were so, so hard, so epic. Like, 
we were really struggling with conditions we might have been going faster but I like honestly I felt so inspired by all these people that are just getting up there all different fitness levels in really super tough conditions yeah so I, I went to the top as well and I, I just felt inspired today seeing all these people that, that can do this and I'm sure you've been able to have a chat and uh, meet so you said before the race and I tweeted this saying what's important is to enjoy as often but also make friends uh, so it's it's important that connection through cycling you probably have been able to uh, to to see on the road today yeah I love it and that's one reason I really really love this event it's just an opportunity to meet so many people I really make an effort I love just chatting to anyone that I go past um, you know even if we're going past quickly I'll always say great job or awesome work or everything okay and I think that's just important and it's really nice that I think that community feel that we have and you really feel that on the bike today What's the, the the end of the year toward the national for you now? Where, where are you at in a, in your year? Is it are you taking a break? How, how is Christmas in a in a Sprat family? Yeah, unfortunately, Christmas still happens. Not unfortunately, uh, it, it still happens, and there's a lot of food. And Mum's a fantastic cook, so I, I enjoy that. But I still have that in the back of my mind that I have 10 times up Mount Bonignon, so that always. You know, do do you still reach for that you know that roast potato, or do you stick to the to the normal diet or the cycling diet? Uh, I like to still have one or two days where I'm like enjoying it and I, I think you just need that time. I'm, I'm definitely happier when I can enjoy these moments and, and for me family is really, really important so I just want to enjoy these few days over Christmas. Um, I have to say I'm still training pretty hard as well so I go out and do five hours so then when I'm reaching for that extra thing it's quite okay. But, um, and, and so what the, what's the, the target for next year? I guess well, you start with, uh, with uh, the Nationals in, in Boninyong. Uh, it's an event we've debated so many times here in, uh, in in the podcast but it's it's such a great venue for uh, for and it's such a great showcase for Australian cycling you as a rider what do you make of, of one the course is it as tough as we say yeah I mean I love the course but I'm seriously biased because I've won there twice before but um, yeah I enjoy the course I think the addition through the university has been nice a little bit of a change um, I think you know we look we talk a lot about should the course change should it go somewhere else but for, for me the important thing as well is just the atmosphere and the way the community get behind it and I really feel like in in Ballarat and Bunningyong the community is so behind this event and uh, like when you're on the there on the ground you really feel that atmosphere and it's like electric going on Mount Bunningyong so I think until they can find another venue like that then it's going to be hard to, to top it and I know as riders we, we love that feel and it feels like you're going up the climb you know two one laps to go and you're off the front and yeah the whole crowd is cheering for you that's exciting and in terms of uh, winning that, that jersey and then wearing that jersey all year round especially back in Europe is it some sort of uh, added value for you do you bring that jersey back uh, to your team to your base and then you know you're going to wear the, the golden grid all year round yeah it's massive like I've won uh, yeah I've won the, the jersey twice so I know how that feels and it's so incredibly it's a proud feeling and um next year actually we've sort of changed my goals around a bit I'd really really love to win that national road title so um, I'm really going to go for it next year and hope I can get that green and gold back and, and for that reason one it's an amazing yeah to win the race but just to wear that green and gold jersey and to be so proud to be able to wear that in Europe for a whole year and every day you get to put that on and look down and see wow wow I'm the, the Australian champion. So we give you uh, an appointment we'll talk to you as hopefully the winner in Bonin Young I'll, I'll have an interview with you You're, next time you've been in the podcast you might wear that goal in the uh, at Green and Gold. I hope so. I hope that's the way it happens. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. So, Maka, I just had a chat with uh, Amanda Spratt. Um, I mean, we have now Esteban Chavez with, with us. But before we start with Esteban, how was your day? You almost lost your voice on that finish line. And I had three hours left in me. You, come on. It's a, it's a little bit croaky. Uh, look, nothing a pale ale won't fix. Look, it was a 
these events are fantastic. It's a leveller because normally I commentate professional cyclists like Esteban and, and the very best in the world. Then I come to events like this and it are the fans who are cheering on the likes of Esteban throughout the year and they're doing the same distance. They're doing it in four hours, six hours, 10 hours and 15 minutes was the last rider. I get a kick out of that. It's a long day. Esteban, have you ever ridden 10 hours on a bike? <laughs> no way. <laughs> and I wish I don't do it. It's a, it's a, like you said, it's an unbelievable experience. We, we don't have the opportunity for do that pretty often. But it's, a, it's a really nice, especially here in Australia. The culture of cycling is growing up a lot. And it's pretty nice to see the people that put a, a big effort for, for this type of events here. I guess we all know you're not Australian, you're Colombian, but you ride for an Australian team. So there's something a bit special. Did you notice this, that pretty much everyone loves you in Australia? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Feel the warmth from the people, how they cheer up for me. A lot of them see the movie, All for One. So they know my story and it's, it's pretty nice. Always when I come here, I feel like in home. I say, I, I born in Colombia, but I'm Australian. Let's talk about what you do outside of cycling, because we featured you so many times on screen, on SBS and, and on our podcast, but you do something amazing outside of, of cycling. You've got your own foundation, the Esteban Chavez Foundation. Talk to us about it, because it's, it's pretty special. And actually, Maka and I, we should say, we have a, we, we have a, a, a wish tied up to, to our wrist. Uh, and talk to us about it. Yeah, everything started like five years ago. And before I'm a bike rider, professional bike rider, I'm a human. And every single human in, in the world can help others and make the, the world better. And maybe I wish pretty high, but I want to change the world. And the, the way to change the world for me is be a professional rider. If one day I can win the Tour de France, I can, I can, I can arrive on mostly every single human in the world, and they they can listen my my message, which is this: the dreams come true actually, but the dreams come true if you work hard. So we we created this foundation five years ago, and we're growing up really, really, really well, and we have two two ways to attack. One way is the sport way. We have a small team for under 16 and juniors. And we do all the calendar in Colombia, all the season. And we are really proud now. Two of these kids will start with us. Next year, pass to the World Tour. One is Santiago Vitrago, he goes to Bahrain. And the other one is Eina Rubio, he goes to Movistar. So we are really proud of that. And also because I had uh, problems in my yard and accidents, some been really close for one of the doctors, made me one surgery a few years ago, and we start support kids in Colombia who have uh, orthopedic problems. So we raise money for them, and since last year, we already made the surgery for 24 guys. The doctor and also his mates, the other doctors, they give the work, so the, rise we mo the, the money we raise is for the room surgery, for the stickers, the, all the equipment, which is expensive. And we select these kids, especially because the insurance doesn't cover that type of, of things, because it's not dead at life. And already we changed the life for 24 families. 
And and with the foundation here, obviously you, you love coming to Australia and we love having you. But it's nice how the foundation gets tied into La Tap. You were presented from La Tap with a ten thousand dollar check. You auctioned off one of your jerseys, the jersey that you wore in your stage win last year. This is that money is going to go to such a great cause, which for me, I know, and it is important that you get riders into the pro ranks. But I think it's more important what you're doing off the bike, and that money, I presume, will go towards that. Yeah, and this is this is what I want in my life. I don't want the people reminds me like a bike rider, uh, uh, the guy who won this or that, blah blah blah. Because if I asking you guys involved of cycling who won the Tour de France in 2007 you need to think or who finished third and you need to think you know yeah I don't know I don't know (laughs) so also also I don't know you need to google or something so I want to the people remind me because I want to change the world I help kids and I I put all this effort for for that this is what I want and what was beautiful, actually, if I, if I may say, you got the check in the hand, but you didn't think dollars. You straight away thought, this is going to help X number of kids. That's important for you. Exactly. It's uh, really important. Because more or less, any surgery for us, the cost $800. So I, I did immediately the math. So <laughs> On stage, you said $800 <laughs> times 10000 <000. laughs> Exactly. So we, we will... With this money, we, we can change the life for 12 or 13 families. It's families, mate, because it's some problems with the hips, from some problems with the knees, with the ankles, and some kids can walk. And they, when you do the surgery, they can walk after, so they have independence, and the family can leave them for themselves. Uh, it's a normal life for them after that. So it's, it's, it's not because of me, it's because everyone touched with the message and make a donation and let up make the donation and the Australians now know me and they will put donations in, in, in the foundation and it's because all of us. Does it make it easy for you, in a, to a degree, or probably more the psychology, physically the, heart, the, the physicality of a pro cyclist is hard, we can't change that. But the psychology for you, does it make it easier for you on those tough days? You go, well, I've got two legs, I've got two arms, I can race, I'm racing with the best in the world, and these kids back in Colombia, some of them, they can't do that, and they might never do that. So does that the psychology make it easier for you when you're travelling around the, around Europe? Works, uh, for sure. It's one of the things works really, really well, you know. And also because I pass for that moment. Yeah. In some moments in my life, I can move the arm and nine doctors or eight doctors in the world told me I can't ride my bike again. So uh, look at me riding the bike, changing the world. is great. Even if it's tough, because it's a tough sport. But I'm living a dream already. It's true. My dream is win the Tour de France one day. But for make that, you need pass for a lot of steps and every single step is one little dream you come through and I'm traveling for all world I'm in the more one of the more important teams in the world I can talk three different languages I can share my culture so I'm already living the dream and this is one message I, I want to do to the people sometimes when you are following one dream you forgot you are in the dream already 
and that helps a lot psychologically. Uh, it's still hard. Uh, you need to train. You need to to be frustrated sometimes, and this is completely normal. And the humans can't feel that. It's it's not bad thing. You, the important is you pass over and continue. You know, keep keep doing what you're doing and keep believing, because everyone lose, everyone feels frustration, everyone feels sad, but the more important is continue doing what you're doing. And so uh, I noticed, of course, your dream is to win the Tour de France. Can we expect 2020, 2021? <laughs> what year do you think we might expect that? And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to this question. Just, just tell us, no one else. <laughs> and I'm going to add to this question, is the win by Eagle Bernard even though you, you, you probably believed all your life you can't win the Tour de France and you, you will win the Tour de France, is the, the, the Bernal win just, only just, made it a little bit more real for you? Of course. If he can do it, I can do it. Why not? He's a little bit cheeky. 22? He's 22. <laughs> that is a little bit cheeky, isn't it? <laughs> so, about the GR, I have no idea, mate. Can be the next year or can be... In three years, so in two years, but I'm really dreaming, and I hope that will happen, and I can spare my message to the whole world, and we can change the world. It's been amazing to have you in Australia, and it's been amazing to have you in this podcast, and I hope we'll have plenty of good times talking about in that mix zone, in the Tour de France, at some point, either Maka or myself. And when he wins the tour, we are the first microphone you come to. I think that's, you know, we love you the most, so come on. <laughs> that is good enough, I promise you that, guys. And I want to thank you very much for the opportunity for, for this podcast. It's, it's awesome. Thank you very much for having me here in in Australia and give me this welcome. I'm really feel good here and thanks for help my foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, Esteban Chavez, thank you. Thank you very much. Gracias. Maka, we've been uh, we've been blessed on this uh, on the on this day. Uh, we had such a good content, such a great day. Uh, what's your best memory of the day? Oh, you know what? Uh, uh, of course, it's great having Esteban and Amanda here, uh, two superstars, and, and their support that they give. And it's not just them turning up, but I guess, you know what? I'll finish on a note that 10 hours and 15 minutes, the last ride across the line, and it's about the people. Cycling is about the people. You know, it's a, yes, it's about the stars. We come together to watch the stars, but cycling is about the people. And so that guy who crossed the line at 10 hours and 15 minutes, that was the, that that made it for me because I was out there riding every wave with every rider for 10 hours. <laughs> it was a big day, but it is. It's worth it. It really is, and I love that. I love that part of it. Is it sad if I make mine the egg and bacon sandwich we had this morning? <laughs> No, you're not joking. That's almost Ricky Gervais style. Oh, that's, oh, gee. You're going to get thrown over the coals from our producer by that one. It was a pretty good egg and bacon roll, though. <laughs> i got to say, but that's not. Okay, let's let's end on this note. Thank you, Maka. It's, you, you, I mean, it's not the last podcast of the year, but it's one of the last. And I want to say you've been an, an, a, a true gem for, for our audience. And I, I, just, I, I cannot say thank you enough for you just taking part of this podcast. It's just absolutely awesome. Yeah, look, you only annoyed me on a few occasions. So, no, you've been a star too, mate. You know that. Uh, we've had a great year. It's This is so much fun and to the listeners one or two to go thanks for listening we'll be back hopefully bigger and better in 2020 
Absolutely. And I can say merci beaucoup, as well, in French, to all our listeners. Uh, thank you, Maka. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log arrive with our lovely friends at Zwift. Until next time, from Jindabine, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer, and your PC, Mac, or Apple device. With training plans, interval workouts, group rides, and a global community to motivate you, level up, and become a stronger rider. Give people a ride on, and you're sure to get one back, as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today for your free trial.